the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we have an AMA on air. It's an Ask Me Anything, guys. Happy Friday. Happy end of the week. Pat yourselves on the back. We have made it through another week. It's the weekend. I hope that you've got something fun planned. I hope that you've had a good week. If it's been a rough one, don't worry. We're at the end of it and it's a new one next week. So home stretch. Now, guys, if you are new here, AMA means Ask Me Anything. It is an episode where I give you my hot take. Listeners can submit their questions every Monday night on my personal Instagram at Adele Marie. And every single week I go through them. If you want it answered on the podcast, leave a little microphone and I will eventually get to it. Now, we have four juicy questions today, so we're going to waste no time in getting into it. And as always, I do need to let you know that this show is not a replacement for professional mental health help or support. And if you do need that, please check the show notes. Let's get right into it. Question number one, how do I just listen and not try to help? My husband wants ears, not advice, and I'm lost. And firstly, you sound like a great partner. The fact that you submitted this says quite a bit about you. I know that it can also be very natural to want to fix things. And I chose to put this question in because I think we can all take a little bit from it. Whether it is in our romantic relationships, our friendships, even at work, whatever dynamic, It is a very natural human response to want to fix or help or make things better, especially if someone we love is going through something or someone we love has had something bad happen. We don't want to see them in pain. We don't want to see them hurt. We don't want to see them going through it. And so as a natural human response, of course, we just kind of want to fix it and make it better and take their pain away. Now, learning the skill of listening or active listening, I think is a lifelong skill that can help you obviously in every single other relationship, but also even in your relationship with yourself, because when you can listen to others and figure out what they need from you, whether it's just listening, whether it is advice or whether it's something else, you can then go and do that for yourself too. I personally feel like I have learned the skill of this through therapy and even in some of my previous jobs, because I had a lot of jobs that were quite chatty where I would be speaking to clients and really trying to actively listen to what they would want in a business dynamic, which is obviously a little bit different to your relationship here. But I'm going to try and give you some tips and I hope that through these tips, you can learn that skill of listening, help support your husband and also help listen and validate yourself as well. So the first tip I have is to ask your partner the next time that they come to you, taking a moment before you respond and then saying to them, literally, what do you need from me right now? Do you need advice in this situation or do you just need me to listen? Can I give you my true thoughts on this or are you happy for me just to listen? Or do you just want me to hold space? I know it can be really hard, especially as I said, if it's someone that you care for deeply, but even just having that little bit of time between you two, hold that space and then ask. Hopefully your partner can then articulate and say, I just need you to listen. 
And I'll give you a practical tip in the next tip on how to do that. And I think it also goes both ways. So I have this with some of my friends where if I'm having a shit day or something fucked up has happened, like I will text them or I'll say, can I call you? Or I ask them, do you have the space for me to unpack this with you? Can you just listen to me? Or what's your thoughts on this? And I really try to articulate what I need clearly from those around me. Obviously, I don't have that same current experience right now in a romantic setting. I haven't had to have those conversations, but definitely in friendships, I try to do that so that my friends or my family know what I need. And I would say you can even then practice asking your partner for what you need the next time you're in that situation. So yes, obviously you're wanting to listen for your partner, but try to emulate that behavior first to even show your partner how it's done. Tip number two is the how, the listening, the active listening. And this is actually just listening to the person speak and not trying to fill in or take over the conversation or tell a story or butt in. It's actually letting them talk and just letting them and even being okay with some silence. And sometimes there's no, not even talking. Sometimes you're just letting them cry or letting them go through it. Obviously, uh, I'm not entirely sure what things your husband is going through, but it is really focusing on what they are saying. It's also using their words to paraphrase back to them. If they're saying something, you can then repeat it back to them just to kind of validate them, which I'll get to in a second. But it's listening without judgment. It's listening without assumptions. And even in your body language or how you're looking at them, I know it can be really hard, especially if like they're telling you something really serious. But one thing I love, 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 love about my psychologist is I could be telling her the most fucked up thing and she will look me dead in the eye, not one ounce of judgment in her eyes. (laughs) And she will just look at me with compassion and with kindness and just listen to me. And so to actively listen is just that. Let them speak and I know it can take some time to like practice holding that tongue, but the more you start to do that, the better you will get at it. And then the last tip or the second last tip is validation and validation. I wish that we were taught this in school and we're not for some reason. I wish we were, but it is the best thing I've learned in therapy and I've learned how to validate myself. I've learned how to validate my friends or my partners or my family, even validate you guys when you submit these questions. I always try to validate you so that like you feel seen, you feel heard. And it's saying things like, yeah, I understand that that was hard. Or I would be upset too if that happened to me. Or you made the right choice. I think you made the right choice. Really backing them and having your partners back or or showing them that you understand what they're going through. It's almost putting yourself in their shoes. And ultimately, it's just recognizing that you understand what's happened and that you have their back with compassion and with kindness. And then my last tip is to just give it time because I think if you if your default is to fix it and want to make it better, it's going to be hard for you to learn how just to take a step back and listen. So give yourself that grace. With time, you will get better at it. The fact that you submitted this question shows me that you're aware and I know you might feel lost, but go easy on yourself. You're just feeling lost because you've never done it before. And the more you do something like a muscle, the better you get at it. And this is one of those things. It won't happen overnight, but it definitely can happen. And I think you're already on the right track. Now, I would love to hear from you, this listener, if you are comfortable to come into the Facebook group and share or anybody else in the group. If you have found yourself in this situation, whether it's with a partner, with a friend, with whoever, 
what have you done to become a better listener? Because obviously we will have people leaning on us all the time and some of us may have our communication and our articulation down pat. Some of us could learn off other people. So I'd love to hear it. Question number two is what is your favorite self-care or self-love activity? Mine changes all the time. And this was submitted last night in the AMA and I wanted to DM this listener and be like, you didn't tell me what yours was. So guys, if you need to submit two questions or multiple to get it all in, please do that. You can also email the podcast as well if it's too long, but I would have loved to have known what yours was. Mine is definitely right now the gym. And I had to think about this a little bit because if I'm totally transparent with you guys, I feel like my self-care has kind of gone out the window in the last month or so or the last couple of weeks. I've had a lot on my plate and not that I've neglected myself. I've gotten all my gym sessions in. I've completed my program or I'm completing my program, but I definitely think little things like things that I enjoy that I haven't made time for, I haven't had the time for, not even haven't made the time. I just haven't had the time. And I noticed this. Even this week, I had received two bunches of flowers and they're beautiful. I put them in my room. I put one bunch in my room, one bunch in like the living area. But I was like, wait a minute, like when's the last time I bought myself flowers? Because some of you might remember I used to do that quite a bit and then I just stopped for some reason and I haven't done it, but I'm going to try and start doing that again. And I also got asked last night about why people never see me baking or if I like baking. And I was like, I actually really love baking. It's quite therapeutic, but I just haven't had the time. And so when I thought about this question, I was like, it's got to be the gym because for me, that's like the ultimate act of self-love and self-care. It is a commitment that I keep to myself, a promise that I keep to myself. I show up for myself and that hour and a bit or that 40 minutes in the gym is like me time. I'm in there. I'm doing my workout. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about all the things I have to do. Generally, I'm not texting or talking to anyone, whether that's my manager, the guy I'm dating or my friends. Like I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym. And I really feel like that time out is like my peace. but I would definitely love to start reading again. I'd love to start baking. I'd love to start buying myself flowers. So I've been slacking a little bit. I'm always going to be honest and transparent with you guys. I'm not perfect. And I'm sure some of you might even be able to relate to this. And so I'm going to put up a thread in the group. I would love for you to let me know what your favorite self-care or self-love activity is at the moment, because I might take some ideas and I've got to start making some more time for it. Now we are going to move on to question number three. This is probably my favorite question in this batch of AMA. How to stop dwelling on the past, especially when you find it embarrassing. I wish that this listener also gave me some more context. And I also want to hug this one because I feel like embarrassment is not the best thing to experience. It's not the best emotion. It's not the best feeling. But I can guarantee we have all experienced it at one time or another. It is a universal experience. It is a human experience. And whether you have said the wrong thing, whether you have made a mistake, whether you have had a very awkward social interaction, it happens. It's normal. And it is part of being human. It's so uncomfortable because we feel self-conscious. We feel shame. We might feel uncomfortable in front of people. And I personally have felt embarrassment a lot. (laughs) I've had multiple embarrassing moments in the last, I'm going to say, couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you two of those occasions. The first one is I did a collaboration with a brand and I pronounced, I did a voiceover for it and I pronounced what I needed to say incorrectly 
And I was just so embarrassed because it wasn't really the hardest word to say, but the way I pronounce some words is not correct or it's incorrect. And so I had sent off this and then the client came back to my manager and they were like, she's saying it wrong. (laughs) And then my manager had to send me a YouTube video where they said the correct pronunciation of this word so that I could then learn that and repeat that. And I was so embarrassed because I love this brand and I really wanted to work with them. And then I thought, fuck, they now think that I can't pronounce this word. How embarrassing. And then secondly, I went to a movie premiere, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago now. And I went with the guy I'm dating and it was for the premiere of Fast X or Fast 10. And we got there a little bit late. So by the time we had arrived, all the previews had finished. Halfway through the movie, my be real went off. Now the phone wasn't on loud, but just the light went off. And this man, I think he was a security guard or I don't know if he worked for Universal or whatever, but he came over and he told me off in front of everyone for having my phone on. And I wasn't aware that we had to turn it off. Yes, I we live in 2023. I'm not actually turning my phone off in the cinema, guys. I had it on airplane mode or do not disturb. And he was just yelling at me and being very, very rude in front of everyone. And I was starting to feel so embarrassed and I was feeling really anxious. And then he was telling me to turn off my phone. And because I was so anxious, I couldn't like, I couldn't turn off my phone. Siri was getting activated. It was like, it, it was trying to dial somebody. It was panicked, right? And then the guy I was dating was like to him, leave her alone. Like she's, she's not going to go on her phone. She wasn't on her phone. Like he stood up for me. But let me tell you, I was so embarrassed after that. I couldn't even focus on the movie and everyone around me was looking and it was halfway through the movie and people were just paying attention. And honestly, cringe. I think about it now and I'm still cringing. So I get how you feel. Don't worry. Here are some tips. And I hope that with these, it can help you and you can let it go. But the first one is to use humor. Try to laugh at the situation. I know that it can be really hard to do that while you're in the thick of it. But if you can, try to laugh it off. And it's not pretending that you're not embarrassed by laughing it off, but it is to alter your mindset because what happens is when you laugh it off, it helps you take it less seriously and it helps you move away from being self-critical. And there's this quote, it's only embarrassing if you feel embarrassed, right? So if you don't feel that embarrassment, then it doesn't have to be embarrassing. Try to laugh it off. My second tip is to use compassion. We are human. And I always talk about this on this podcast. And I think hopefully after listening to all the episodes, you guys will be more in touch with your own humanity. But we are having a human experience here. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fuck up. We're going to get embarrassed over some things. But using that compassion towards yourself and accepting that you are just a human doing your best can help you move forward. Beating yourself up over something and... Being relentless, like relentlessly critical to yourself, just keeps you in that self-critical mindset. And as for how you practice self-compassion, it is what you tell yourself in those moments. When something embarrassing happens, instead of telling yourself, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so stupid, this happened, I should know better, talking down to yourself, it's mistakes happen. I'm a human. Yeah, I made this mistake, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't define who I am as a person. It doesn't define who I am as a human. You are not defined by your mistakes. And the other practical tip I'll give you here, it's imagine that it was me that made the mistake or imagine that it was your best friend. What would you say to me? What would you say to your best friend? You would say, don't worry, like don't beat yourself up. It's just a mistake. Or yeah, you might feel embarrassed, but it's not the end of the world. Like you don't have to stress. You can let it go. You would have that same compassion to your best friend or hopefully to me, I would have that to you. But 
try to practice that to yourself. And then my very last tip is to learn from it. Obviously, I don't know what context you feel embarrassed about. You said it happened in the past and that you're dwelling on it, but I would really recommend seeing if there is something you can learn from it to be better prepared. I don't know, maybe you gave a presentation at work or maybe you mumbled something in front of someone or maybe you pronounced something incorrectly or maybe you just have to turn your phone off the next time you're in a movie premiere. And so if you can better prepare next time, try that. That might give you that peace of mind and again, help you move forward. Embarrassing moments don't have to stick with you forever. Okay, sometimes it is in our best interest to let the past go. And that includes letting go any mistakes that we have made. Forgive yourself, laugh it off. And I would also add, if you are seriously struggling with this ongoing in a relentless way and really struggling to navigate feelings of shame, guilt and fear, or you feel like embarrassment does control your life, I actually recommend therapy. And Again, some people might think, oh, that's not a good enough reason to go to therapy, but it actually is because with a therapist's help, you can then work through navigating those emotions and also learn how to move past that embarrassment. I'm also going to start a thread in the Facebook group of all the embarrassing things we have done this week, (laughs) okay, because I want us to share them. I think it would be good for us to connect and laugh and also show each other that it's normal and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. And then our very last question of the show My bestie went on a holiday with her other friend without telling me, should I be hurt? And I just want to give this listener a big hug. Should you be hurt? I don't think it matters what I think. Really, I'm going to say that. I don't think it matters what I think. Are you hurt is what I want to know. Do you feel hurt? Because if you do, that's okay. Validate yourself. Again, validate yourself. Of course, it can be upsetting, especially if you feel left out or you feel like you aren't included. I think when you're in that situation, because I've definitely felt the same in some of my friendships, especially in my late teens, early 20s, you feel excluded, you feel rejected, you might even feel envy or jealousy of your other friends' friendships. And I know that they aren't very pleasant emotions to feel, but you do have to feel them, you do have to work through them. And so if any of that is coming up for you, I would allow yourself to feel that because if you don't, resentment and other things can start to build and then potentially impact that friendship. And so I do actually think what I would recommend for you in this situation is to sit with it, unpack with yourself first how you feel, or maybe you want to chat to a partner or a family member or somebody else that you trust and really sit with why you're upset. Are you sad that you weren't invited? Or was it just the fact that she didn't tell you? Or what would the perfect outcome have been? So in the perfect world, would she have told you, would that have made you feel better? Would she have invited you? Would that have made you feel better? Really unpack that with yourself first. See how you feel after that. And then if you're still feeling unsettled or you're still not feeling great, I would recommend having a chat to the friend. And obviously we are all responsible for our own emotions, but if you don't speak about it and you still feel upset, it can cause some subconscious things to happen to you in that friendship, whether that is becoming a bit resentful or distancing yourself from that friend without even realizing. And so if you can have a chat, obviously pick a time where you are both in a good headspace to have that conversation. And when you are framing the conversation up, use a lot of I statements. So an example of that is I felt hurt that you didn't tell me that you were going away next time. I would love to be kept in the loop or next time I would have loved to have come or why why did you leave me out? Like it's okay to ask those things. Obviously, really try to have the conversation in the healthiest way that you can if possible. 
You don't want your friend to feel attacked at the same time, especially if this is a friendship that you want to save. There's a way that you have the conversation that could be more productive. The other tips I have is, these are just a couple points that I want to leave you with, but it is okay for our friends to have other friends, right? And I know sometimes we just want our best friends to just be our best friend, but your friend having other friends does not lessen the seriousness of your friendship or doesn't lessen the quality of your friendship or doesn't mean that your friendship is not important, even if they don't invite you somewhere or even if they leave you out. It may have just been a, I'm not sure why they would have left you out, but it could have been a reason. They might ex- She might explain that to you, but each friendship that you experience in your life is going to be different. Each friendship is going to be unique and if your friend is closer with somebody else, it doesn't mean that that has to threaten your friendship, okay? Your friendship still stands alone and your friendship is still important. And so if you want to save it, I absolutely recommend doing that. I don't think this is enough of a reason to throw in the towel or walk away from the friendship. And then my last tip is to invest time either in your other friendships that you have or with this friend. And maybe this just means that you have been feeling a bit neglected from this friend, or maybe you need to spend more quality time with this friend, or maybe you need to spend quality time with some other friends as well. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe you're trying some new activities together or trying new restaurants or having different conversations or doing different things to keep that friendship growing and evolving. I really don't want you to take it personally. I know it can be really hard and I know you might want to take it personally because it does feel like something personal that you should take personally, but I really hope that you guys can resolve this. And I would love anybody else in the Facebook group who has gone through something like this to come in and share because friendship can be really hard to navigate. And I will do another friendship episode very soon. I've got some special guests coming on to chat about that with me because it can be really hard and there are lots of things that can impact friendship and there are lots of things that we shouldn't let impact friendship. And I Definitely think with this listener, it could be just miscommunication and a bit of a misunderstanding. So good luck. I hope that you guys can resolve it and we will leave the show there. If you guys are not already following us on Instagram, please do your safe space pod. Join our beautiful Facebook group. We have nearly 5,000 members in there and it is the best. If I can say that about my own Facebook group, I can. I can say whatever I want about it. But thank you guys. If you are already in there, thank you so much for keeping it safe. It is truly a safe space and it is so beautiful and I'm so grateful to you all. Do you remember when I had hesitation about the group? Because I was like, how do I moderate it? How do I keep it under control? But you guys have not let me down. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Leave us a review on Apple. Leave us a rating on Spotify, especially if you are an Apple listener. I don't know. I have less Apple listeners overall, but if you are an Apple listener, this is your chance to help me out. Give me a review if you can. It helps me stay independent. It helps me produce more episodes and it helps me give you the content that you want. And as always, please tag us in your story while we're listening because word of mouth is still number one. But I love you guys. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Be safe. Look after yourselves and I'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye.